Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Unprotected Sets captures the energy of a live comedy show and brings it directly to your ears. Part stand-up, part interview. You'll get an inside scoop into the tragically funny lives and minds of rising star comics. Real, raw, and funny. It's Unprotected Sets. Ladies and gentlemen, Julian McCullough. everybody this is so magical but also for a really bad reason uh so it's kind of a weird feeling right it's like uh when you finally hear your dad say he's proud of you but it's because your mom's dying uh we're not that's not the opener (laughs) it is great to be here my name is julian i'm named after julian cannonball adderley that's Miles Davis's saxophone player. Yeah, thank you. And my dad, he loved jazz. That's why he named me after him. But he didn't, he didn't even love the jazz that you can't stand. He loved avant-garde jazz, which you hate even more than that. That's the one that doesn't make sense, you know what I mean? Where it's just like... And the drummer is playing a different song. We were broke, mostly by choice. My dad's real smart, but he just was like, ambition was not part of it. He worked hard. He was like the kind of guy that like, he was always the smartest guy on the construction crew. You know, like that guy. He was just like smoking weed, blasting jazz and like painting. And he went from being a guy with like a bicycle and a radio to a family of four in like nine months. (laughs) That's crazy. But I'm glad he gave me a cool name. You know what I mean? Uh, I have a daughter. And she, her classmates have names that I'm just like, I don't know. I don't think there should be like a system uh, to stop people. Like there's, there's a a boy in her class named uh, Cash after Johnny Cash, I think, not money. Uh, But that would be cool if you're just naming your kids after what you traded in to have kids. Um, (laughs) This is... The boys, Cash and Freedom, and that's their sister, Sleep. (laughs) But the problem is they're naming these kids after tough dudes, and they're not raising tough kids. So it doesn't really make sense, you know what I mean? Like, you guys guys know about Johnny Cash, right? Yeah. Um, He never, like, wore a helmet. (laughs) Like, no matter what, you know what I mean? Even when he was, like, shooting amphetamines, he wasn't like, safety first. You know what I mean? He was, like, going for it. Do you know about the ostrich fight? Does anybody know about this? When Johnny Cash was older, uh, he had an ostrich on his property. Relatable. And you guys are like, well, was it a rescue? So 
the ostrich was mad for like a year because his uh, ostrich wife died the previous winter. So he was like ornery and mad. And, oh, you don't know what ostriches are really like. <laughs> You're like, I love all creatures. <laughs> so one day, Johnny Cash is walking through his, like, uh, property, right? And <clears throat> he knows this ostrich is out there, and he's, like, mad. So he brings a big stick with him in case he sees the ostrich, which is another thing that you should think about before you name your kid Cash. And <laughs> so he's walking in the property and he sees the ostrich ahead of him and cash knows it's on you know what i mean the ostrich is like you killed my wife and johnny cash doesn't know how to be like no i didn't so instead he's like bring it and the ostrich charges him this is 100 percent true it's in his book the ostrich charges him johnny cash takes a swing with his beaten stick he called it but ostriches i don't know if you know this are birds <laughs> they are wily and they can kind of a little bit fly so have you ever seen an ostrich's legs they're incredible yeah they're like a gymnast so this ostrich dodges the the swing right it's johnny cash's first ostrich fight so it's not his fault but i'm just dodges it jumps in the air with these huge let's call a spade a spade sexy legs and comes down, and have you ever seen an ostrich claw? Like the toe? It's like this long. It's, they're like, they're dinosaurs. They're monsters, they're monsters. <laughs> comes down on them and uh, opens Johnny Cash's stomach from the belly button to his belt and breaks two of his ribs by kicking him. Johnny Cash flies back, lands on a rock, breaks three more ribs. Now he's got five broken ribs and an open stomach from an ostrich fight that he knew might happen <laughs> and still was like, but I need a walk. You know what I mean? I gotta take a walk. <laughs> so the ostrich is standing over him, you know what I mean? Cause all the other farm animals are like, finish him! And, uh, <laughs> so Johnny Cash takes all the strength he has left and he takes one more swing from the ground and hits the ostrich in the leg and the ostrich is like, ah, and runs away. He gets up, bleeding, crawls to his house, finds some old pain meds, and takes them. He'd been sober for like five years. He relapsed on an ostrich fight and then did speed for three more years before getting sober again. All I'm saying is, you can't name your kid Cash, and then when he trips in the playground, catch him before he hits the ground and be like, go be tough. Like, that isn't gonna happen. What you need to do is put him in an elevator with an ostrich and a hammer and see who comes out. You know, thank you. When this pandemic hit, I was like, I get to quit stand-up. And then uh, you guys just ruined it, because that was really fun. <laughs> so I'm back, baby. <laughs> I would take the public city bus all the way across San Francisco from the time I was like seven till 10. Um, just like, good luck, you know? Yeah, I would ride up by the front to be near the driver. I had my own bus. I had a bus pass and my house key, both tied to my shoelace and wore it as a necklace. I was like Neapolitan ice cream for a pedophile. <laughs> I had all the, all the parts you need to make a great. So once school was out, I was like on my own. Hey, 
howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I miss diners. I miss, I don't miss going out with a bunch of friends because then it's like, you know, you got to divide the bill and like, you know, like John is uh, rich and you're like, why are we even doing this? (laughs) But I was in a diner recently and uh, I went to go to the bathroom, right? And the door to the bathroom, not only was it not locked, it was open a crack. So I just swung the door open and my second biggest fear happened. Guy right there, 10 inches away, taking a dump, eye contact, boom. Yeah. I know. I say my second biggest fear because my first biggest fear is obviously uh, being that guy. That's the worst thing (laughs) that can happen to anybody. So here's how we all react as normal people if someone walks in on us in a public bathroom because we forgot to lock the door. Ready? It's, uh, somebody's in here! (laughs) It's like sheer panic. This guy, not only did he not scream... He looked me dead in the eye, and he goes, give me a minute, chief. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could be the confident one in a confrontation with a stranger when your pants are around your ankles. I thought I was dreaming. I was like, am I completely naked? How are you in charge right now? parents are still together, aren't they? That's too much self-esteem for one person. I'm a child of divorce like a normal person. That started because when my mom left when I was 13, it was just me and my dad, and we would eat literally like five, six nights a week at the new Golden Dawn Diner in, in Mount Laurel. He would take me to pool halls late at night, and they would, they would let him in. They would let me in. No kids allowed, but they knew my dad. And also, it was so weird for him to do that that they were like, okay, you know. And I'd be in these smoky pool halls, like playing pool with these guys, and they're like gambling and stuff. It was awesome. So that part was cool. You know, when when the world stopped, I thought about all of the people that this thing affected. Stand-up, I was a touring stand-up. That was how I made my living, and it was just gone in a day, right? It's the last thing that you can do. And then I was thinking, you know what? No matter how bad things are, there's always somebody who has a harder time. And I was thinking about it, like the exotic dancing industry is the only thing that's like crowds and performance, which is bad, and then also intimate, you know what I mean? So I felt really bad for him because the last thing I went to before it all hit was an exotic dance club, and I had a great time, so I was thinking about them (laughs) because they're also heroes, you know what I mean? Well, maybe you're confused. Uh, I'm talking about Chippendales. I was at the (laughs) Chippendales. In Las Vegas, if that makes a difference. And they are heroes because they're entertaining the heroes that we have in this country, like teachers from Minnesota and stuff that want to fly and see Wiener safely uh, in Las Vegas. Basically what happened was I was on my last gig that I was allowed to do. I was in Vegas, and they invited uh, all the comics to go see the Chippendale show. And I said yes because it was an $85 ticket normally, And anything that is worth $85 that I'm getting for free, I'm like, you know, bring them on. Like, I 
I appreciate beauty in all its forms. I didn't know what to expect, all right? I'd never been to one. I mean, I had an idea about what to expect on stage. I had no idea what to expect in the crowd. I thought it would be like half women, half gay men, you know, and it would just be like a mix. I was wrong. I walk in, it was 400 women and Julian McCullough. That was the entire crowd. I'm Julian McCullough, if you already forgot. A lot of you were like, why do we care if a Latin singer was there? Uh, it was literally, I'm the only guy. It was crazy. And these women were dressed up to go to this show. So it's just like a sea of like bumpets and Chardonnay and uh, tight dresses. They looked, they looked great. Uh, it's, they smelled great. They were out to have fun and I was the only one there. So right before the show starts, the lights go out so it's pitch black in the room. So now I'm in a pitch black room full of 400 women. I'm smelling the perfume, the music is loud. I get so excited, I forget I'm not gonna like this. <laughs> I was like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> I forgot why I'm here, but it's great. <laughs> And then the lights came on, and it turns out uh, I was right. Uh, I didn't like it. I loved it. Ten of the hottest dudes you've ever seen in your life came running out on stage at the same time. They were so hot that me and the woman next to me, who didn't know each other, I later found out her name's Tammy. She's from Minnesota. She was awesome. We didn't know each other. We instinctively grabbed each other's hands and started screaming at the stage. We were like, ah! And the dude was like, please welcome your Chippendales! And we were like, oh my God! Like, we lost it. One of them looked at me, because he was like, what are you doing here? And she was like, he looked at you! And I was like, oh my God! Like, we were freaking out. I'm like, that one's mine now. It was... Who knows? Mainly because I wasn't like an alpha guy, you know? I was like sensitive or whatever. I just got picked on that way. So you have to like impress him if you want to stop getting beat up and stuff. And I remember uh, once we started like drinking and stuff, I was the, I was like, I'll be, I'll be the funny one. So I got that. And then I'll also be the brave one as long as we're not fighting, because uh, I'll go limp. So I, <laughs> <laughs> so I was funny. And then to get booze, we would drive around Morristown looking for open garages, and then you jump out, run into somebody's garage, and raid their fridge, run it back out to the car, and you know, then you would charge five bucks at parties for, for the, whatever you hauled. We came up with a, a special word for it, garaging. <laughs> it was incredible, and they have your type no matter what you're into. That's the point of Chippendales, right? It's everybody's fantasy, so they gotta get you covered. They have everybody. Sir, what's your type? <laughs> You don't know? Mine, mine was women. Uh, before I went to the Chippendale show. And now, they're like still up there. You know what I mean? Well, it was women and prince. I don't know if anybody else had that problem. <laughs> where, where you were definitely straight, but also prince videos came on and you were like, eh, 
I like this feeling, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> so they run out. They have your type, no matter what. They had, uh, like, the first guy was all-American boy. Blonde hair, blue-eyed, perfect jaw. Uh, you know, looked like he grew up on a farm. Loved his mom and dad and worked out. Like Superman, you know what I mean? <laughs> Number two, right next to him, uh, opposite, right? Liar face guy. You know those guys that they're just shady looking? I don't know if it's... You know, the eyebrows or what, but they just, they look like they're lying to you. A lot of women like that. It's mystery, you know? They're like, oh, I'm going to check his phone when he's in the shower and I'm going to get him. You know? They live for that stuff. Those women don't want All-American Boy because you check his phone and it's just like, miss you, mama. And they're like, oh. So, so they got All-American Boy. They got Liar Face Guy. They got, uh, what else did they have? Oh, they had a black guy. One. I don't know what they do if he gets sick. Then they had, they had a little guy. They had a little guy. I didn't even know little guys were like uh, a fantasy. But apparently, a lot of women are like, I can dress them up. Uh, my point is, they got everybody. And uh, it goes on for a little while. They have uh, like props. They're, it's, they're, they're showing you all the different things they can hump to kind of show you their variety, their repertoire, you know what I mean? So like, there's a, a chair, one guy just humps a chair, but it's like, good, you know? And then they, one guy did a motorcycle, he humped a motorcycle, can you believe that? That's exciting. It's hard to make that look good, but he did. Like, sir, what would be your um, strategy? If you had to, if you had to air hump a motorcycle to entertain 400 women and, and me, <laughs> What would be your approach to humping that motorcycle? I'm not moving on this time. Like, you, I want to know. Sit on it. Sit on it. Like you're riding a motorcycle. Okay. Lucky lady. Uh, I'm not trying to be mean. That is literally the worst answer I've gotten. <laughs> the best answer I ever got, I've, I've been asking this question all over the country. And my favorite answer, there was a guy in the front row one time, he looked like Wilfred Brimley, like the most perfect grandpa you ever saw in your life, right? He was adorable. And I go, sir, I'm just messing with him. I go, sir, how would you hump a motorcycle on stage? And uh, he goes, uh, I'd sneak up on it. <laughs> He answered so fast. It was like he already knew. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I got a job at the Stress Factory Comedy Club, and I was a door guy, and I was a busboy, and I would seat the room, but I was in the life of stand-up comedy, finally. That's when I started, like, drinking where... If my roommates were drinking or not, it didn't matter. I, w I was drinking. And I would drink, like, six nights a week. Seven if my body f could do it. But usually it takes its own Sunday, you know? 
when you're an alcoholic, your stomach goes through cycles of which liquor it can take. You know what I mean? So I would, I, I used to run the gamut. Like I, for six weeks, I'd only drink Sambuca shots and then my stomach would reject that. And then I'd have to move on to tequila and then it would move on. It wasn't even up to me, to be honest. Uh, like people would be like, would you like some scotch? And I'm like, I can't. And it's not, no offense, but you know, scotch was February. <laughs> so, so I missed my college roommate's wedding because I just couldn't not drink. And that was when I was like, and the girl I was seeing goes, oh, I didn't know you were that kind of drunk. And I'll never forget that sentence. So then I went to AA and bawled my eyes out a few times, got sober for four years, then off and on. And now I'm sober again and never going back. I'm like, good. Then the lights go out again after like 20 minutes. And me and Tammy are like, this better not be over. Like, we're not done <laughs> with this. But we can see that one of the uh, dancers is coming back onto the stage and he's wheeling a prop, right? So out of the, it's pitch, but you can barely see. And it's got a big black cover over it. And he had a little bit of a ponytail, which was the guy who saw me and made eye contact. And, and Tammy was like, it's your guy. And I was like, I know, I know. <laughs> so he wheels it to the front. We don't know what it is. Can't figure it out. We're straining our eyes, you know. The lights come on and he is completely naked. <laughs> yeah. And we were not ready for that at all. We thought this was like a family strip show, but it was not like that anymore. And we were fine with it. The screaming at this point was so loud, I couldn't even hear myself think. It was incredible, right? The energy was insane. So right when you think it can't get any louder, he reaches up, uh, pulls the cover off the prop, and it is a shower. Yeah, a real shower. And it was the first heterosexual thought I had of the night because I was like, where's the plumbing? <laughs> you just wheeled that out and now you're going to have water? I don't think so, right? And Tammy was like, shut up, it's a magic shower. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> so he, he pulls a chain, right? And I think like glitter is gonna come out or something like that. He pulls that chain, hot water comes pouring out of this thing, steam rising off it, good pressure. I'm like, how are they getting good pressure? I have an apartment, I don't have pressure like this. No wonder it's $85 to get into this thing. So he pulls it, now he's glistening wet and we're going nuts, right? Then he takes out a loofah sponge full of white soap suds, right? And he looks back at us like, I don't know, ladies, should I? <laughs> By the way, this is when I realized this guy's actually going to take an actual shower on stage. <laughs> and then I realized he does this show seven nights a week. This is just his shower. You know what I mean? Like the guy's got a shower, he's very busy. So he's like, I don't know, should I? And the feeling in the room was literally, no, do not get that soap on your body. Uh, you don't have the insurance to cover when 400 vaginas explode at the exact same time. <laughs> but he doesn't listen because he's hot and they don't listen. So he takes it, 
squirts it over his head. Now white soap suds are going down the middle of his beautiful back, right down the middle. You know why? Because his back is all puffy and big on the outside parts and goes in on the spine because he had muscles in his back. Did you even know you could do that, sir? I had no idea you could do that. If you put soap down our backs, it just goes all the way up. This was gorgeous. It was like the Colorado River from a plane. It was beautiful. So now I'm like watching these soap suds and I'm riveted. I cannot take my eyes off because it's a story at this point and I want to see how it ends. It gets down. You're not going to believe where they go. Butt city, baby. So they go right down to his butt crack. And at this point, I'm a 40-year-old straight man who's screaming so loud at another man's soapy butt that I lose my voice. <laughs> and it starts dripping between his legs, right? And now I'm looking at the, just for the soap, and I'm looking between his legs, and I see between the drips, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you can see it. Yeah, from the back. Yeah, from the back. His wiener, sir. You can see from the back. Do you have any idea how big a wiener's got to get before you can see it from the back? I do. I'll tell you exactly how big. Uh, unnecessary. That is how big that is. So in 2011, uh, I had moved to L.A. And I, things are a little not great with my mom, but they're not, I'm not, like, angry like I was. And we talked about it and stuff. And she found out that I was, like, sober and stuff, and we got really close then. And then she tells me she's sick, uh, pancreatic cancer, which is now fa made famous by Alex Trebek. My dad hears that she's sick, and he calls her and says, would you like some help? And she says, okay. So he packed up his stuff, quit his job. He was a grounds crew on a golf course, smoking weed on a tractor, smartest guy on the crew, you know, and drove in his Volkswagen across the country to Grass Valley and moved in with my mom. So they didn't talk or see each other for roughly 18 years or something like that. They didn't like fall in love again. It's not that kind of story. That's, that's the movies. But um, he stayed. My dad commits like when he's stuck with me after she didn't, you know what I mean? That's the kind of guy he is. When it was over, the lights came on and the guy that invited us to the show, the choreographer of Chippendales, came over to me and he goes, hey man, did you like the show? And I go, yes. <laughs> and he was like, awesome. Uh, I told some of the guys you were funny. They're going to come to your show tomorrow night. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and they did. Like five Chippendales showed up at my show the next night. I tell that whole story just like you saw it because it was all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> they love it, right? After the show, they want to meet me. So they come to the green room. These dudes are like huge with the muscles and the beauty. And the other comics are like, who the fuck are these guys? And I'm like, I'm like, don't touch them. They're mine. And... You don't need to introduce yourself. Come on, guys. And we... So then they go, hey, Julian, that was so funny. We heard you liked our show. Do you want to see it again? And I was like, yeah. So... 
I text my lady who was with me but didn't come the night before. I go, do you want to go to Chippendales? And she was like, yeah. So she comes down. We go to Chippendales. It's awesome. Her vagina explodes. It's perfect, right? We have a great time. And I don't get jealous about stuff like that, right? I don't care who inflates the tires as long as I'm riding the bike. You know what I'm saying? So... So we have a great time. And the next night, the, the word is out in Chippendales that I'm doing a, a show about them. So more show up. So the, yeah, the third night, there's like nine Chippendales in the crowd. And they're like, are you coming to our show again? And we're like, yeah, three nights in a row I go to this show. It's my lady's second night. We have a great time. Our vaginas explode. It's awesome. Then. <laughs> Fourth night, literally the whole cast of Chippendales comes to the show. I'm like nervous up there, but uh, you know, I gotta deliver for the guys. And uh, it works, they love it. After the show, they come back to the green room and they're like, yo, are you coming? Like, we're friends now. They're like, you coming back to the show? And my lady goes, she goes, ah, oh, guys, you are so hot and I love it and it's so good, but two nights in a row is enough, so I'm gonna bow out, but thank you. And they're like, all right. And they looked at me and I looked at her and I went, uh, bye, bitch. And I went four nights in a row to the Chippendales. Go see him in Vegas when it opens up and ask to see it from the back. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. One night, I asked him everything I wanted to know together because they were never together. And I'm choosing not to cry, so I'm not gonna say everything, but um, I asked why my mom left. And she said, your dad was behind a cloud of smoke with him sitting right there. That's the kind of honesty you get when you're at that point in your life. And he just kind of like took it and he understood, you know? She's like, I never could get all of him. Uh, and that's why I left. So that was crazy. Cause I was sober at that point and I knew what she meant. And she said, you were always so naturally talented at things. Baseball, making friends, being funny, all that stuff. And I feel like he cut you down a lot. He wouldn't say he was proud of you. He wasn't comfortable with how easily people took to you because he can't do that. So I looked at him and I go, you know, I, I never did think you ever really approved of any choices that I've made. And he said, <clears throat> Everything you've ever done is golden. And I was just like, <clears throat> so, so she made sure he said that. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.